Hey, Fadies, thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Fate of Ison. As you may know, we recently finished our story about the Apple Squadeth and their adventure, and we are currently in the in-between period before we announce and release the beginning of our next epic tale. This is a special interlude episode featuring special guests, Waffles from the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things podcast, and good friend of the show, Norman Lambert. This little one-shot takes place near the end of the Apple Squad of the Story on the timeline, just after all the dragons and horrific monsters have been released upon the world, but before people started figuring out how to deal with them. So without any further ado, here is the destruction of Lakeside. There's, the, the general idea is that you're both going to die immediately. Nice. Because <laughs> um, yeah, one one thing that I really wanted to do with see with chapter six of chapter chapter <laughs> chapter six of the podcast is to really highlight like how how screwed the world is. Like mm. all these creatures are back. The world is completely unprepared to deal with them. Like ah, oh, there's a giant thing. Like I've, and every time a dragon appears, people describe it as like a big scaly lizard creature. Because no one has the word dragon so mm -hmm. i wanted to have like i really wanted to put a spotlight on just what it's like on the ground mm. being a person and suddenly there's like horrific monsters like at the beginning of a zombie movie where like no one's dealing with the problem yet it's just oh no there is a brand new problem yeah. Yeah. which is weird because i could have sworn i want to see chapter the earlier chapters you've introduced a dragon before i hope Maybe. i haven't <laughs> no no oh, i feel like no. i remember you have. yeah there was a there was a bone dragon in uh, the realm of death when they um went in chapter three mm. um yeah well was it banfor skull fucked it yep yes banfor yeah. skull fucked the bone dragon but yeah, so that's kind of not really a dragon. It's a big skeleton, and it's also in another realm. So I, I kind of I, I used yeah I used that realm as my excuse to finally get a dragon in in the podcast <laughs> without it actually being a dragon. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then that way it's like oh here's the skeletal form that you guys dealt with. Now here's the fully animated let's just living being I'm like. God damn it. I don't want to fight this. It's going away. I want to go home. I don't want to skull fuck yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't want my dick near any of this. I'm taking my dick and I'm going home. <laughs> it's just my philosophy in life, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's be Brad edits the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I'm taking my dick and I'm going home. It's Name just... of the episode. It's just I mean, it doesn't help them a bard, but so, like, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, let, let, with this, let's just have fun. Let's just let loose. No pressure. Yeah. But oh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, Let's okay. just have a game. Um, mm -hmm. Setting-wise, we're in the city of Lakeside, uh, which is in the kingdom of Skirik. The Lakeside is named after the fact that it is on the shores of the Omega Lake. It is one of is the biggest landlocked body of water in the world of Ison. Uh, and Skirik the kingdom is known for seafood and spicy foods and generally just being a place where people go to have a good time it's a very like lots of blood weed lots of 
farming, lots of chill vibes, and lots of parties and celebrations. Like the whole kingdom by and large, and especially Lakeside, its capital. Heaps of fishing as well. So lots of fish, spicy food, and parties is basically Skirrick's whole deal. If you want to factor that into who your characters are as people. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave like I think I gave you like a brief summary that for the most part he just teaches people about histories. That's like that's like his big deal. And depending on what uh not what but who he teaches, it's like, alright, low mid to low class, you get history. Nobility, y'all gonna get diplomatic lessons so these are your diplomatic figures this is how they talk this is how they act this is their tactics on how they went about everything and from time to time i like to occasion a tavern meet a lovely barmaid and uh fade to black from there (laughs) (laughs) take my take my dick and get home (laughs) (laughs) take my dick and go home is that your pickup line? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was hey. um, that's Cassius, right? His name? Cassius, yeah. Cassius. Cassius. Nice. Mm, yes. Cool. And uh and yeah, Bard who teaches history and courtly protocols and uh frequents taverns as he travels around. So he's not a local to Lakeside or or, or is this uh, his home? Uh I'm gonna go with Originally, no. This is more of like what his third year of living at like at Lakeside. Okay. So he he isn't new, but he isn't um, a regular there either because he also does leave from time to time to teach others, doing yep. guest um, appearances, talkings, and lectures. Cool. I'm into it. And waffles. What have what have you got for us? So, Conrad is uh, the deputy co-chair of the uh, local fishing union chapter uh, with his uh, two husbands, Carl and Marx. He uh, is a sort of former retired guard who has sort of settled down, you know, sort of grew up in Lakeside. It's sort of his, his home. He knows the city like the back of his hand. Yeah, sort of when he had the opportunity to sort of settle down, he sort of took a job fishing the lake, you know, helped form the local union and sort of just been the muscle. He's not the brightest, but he sort of does whatever his husbands need him to do. And, you know, helping out the, you know, local citizens and sort of trying to make life just better for everybody. Okay, that's a good place to to bring us in. So the the day that our story starts, it's the annual festival of the lake. Um, There's there's been like a lot of political turmoil around the world lately. So people weren't sure if it was going to happen this year, but the committee that puts it together were like, nope, we need this now more than ever. Um, So I guess I'll ask you two, what is the festival of the lake? Like it's this big important annual thing, but what actually is it about? So there's, there's, food there's dancing there's music uh, think of a combination of coachella with medieval times ren fair and <laughs> where there's there's a stage of bands playing there's um people doing juggling right somewhere in the corner there's someone jousting it's 
a very big grand event. Everyone can be in there, no matter the age group, no matter who you are. It's also, I like to think of it as the town's um, biggest financial event as well because they really love the idea of like tourists coming in to celebrate along with us oh yeah and yeah and how like you get to pretty much be immersed in our culture that's been here for like decades to almost centuries old so sort of like a mardi gras where people come Mm. from all over just to be part of the party yeah costumes music lights dancing uh, it's a feast for every sense, taste, smell, sight, hearing, touch. It's it's all joyous and it's a, a celebration of being alive and being part of community. And what are some of the events that you might have um, down on the ground with people doing? So do you think there'd be like carnival type events people could partake in? Uh, like the classics like the ring toss, uh, carousels, things like that? Oh yeah, throwing some darts, uh, there's uh, an arm wrestling competition going on because we have a, there's this local half-orc there that, that's like his bread and butters, his muscles. Uh, we we also do have, uh, what, what's it called? We have pie eating contests going yes. on, <laughs> we have drinking contests going on everywhere, it's just a big ball of fun there's there's a little there's a little bit of gambling tense if you're inclined to want to make everything extra spicy <laughs> you know but well, there's we got to also... be some like um spicy food tasting oh yeah stuff because oh yeah it's the... got to be like a hot a hot sauce or, or like a chili competition yep oh of course there's that uh there's also uh there's this one event in where there's this um oh god what's his name he's a dwarf artificer actually he made it he made he made this competition in where it's like 1500 gold right and all you have to do is withstand five minutes of eating this one item and if you can last without getting water milk anything you win but he's a he's a jerk because <laughs> it is a very very hot um food item it's like a and lich pepper like, yeah it's a, yeah exactly it's a, le- it's a lich pepper lich pepper i love it i love it <laughs> and he just created it one day because he knew that like oh we're a town known for spices and there'd be some of those braggarts who think oh they can handle any type of spice and i'm like you're done messed up now. <laughs> you're done messed up real bad. Cool. So, all right. In that case, what what we're going to do is we'll enjoy a little bit of this Festival of the Lake. So your characters are there. Uh, Cassius is there, uh, I assume, trying to drum up business for, for history lessons and also eyeing up a few ladies here and there. Would you partake in any of those events? So I've written down that we could we could do darts as a dex competition. Uh, arm wrestling with Bruce the half orc as a strength competition, or um, lich pepper eating with, uh, with a constitution competition uh, to win a fifteen hundred gold prize if you don't need um, milk or water. I'm gonna be going for the darts game for sure. <laughs> There's no way in hell 
even as a tiefling, something that hot, it would like immensely tear me apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's there's a a tent where people line up to compete with the the local darts champion, um, who is a uh, a goblin named Sherry, and like people wait in line for their turn and they pay a, a, a gold to compete and then uh, everyone goes in with high hopes and then that you you just while you're waiting in line you see people everyone who has gone in comes out looking really disappointed like ah oh, i almost had her kind of thing uh, and then finally we get to uh, your turn you're, you're at the front of the line and the tent just has two dartboards and each has a table with like a, f- a few basic refreshments on it and um some darts of your choice there's you know like red darts blue darts and gold darts and there's a very cocky looking um goblin woman standing next to a stack of gold coins so it's like her days take and it's hundreds and hundreds like she has not lost a single thing all day and she she doesn't say anything to you as you come but she just raises an eyebrow as if to say all right get on with it i'll take your money <laughs> oh come on you have a little bit of faith in me <laughs> so and... what we're gonna do is three three dex rolls mm-hmm. um and since she is the champion she's gonna get a, a plus five on hers and basically it's the best of three okay so I got a plus two on my dex rolls. Because it's like the dex modifiers, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's a 15 plus two for a 17. Nice. Uh, she got an 11, so you won that one. Yes. <laughs> I rolled my second one for a 16 plus two. That's an 18. Ooh. Nice. 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, she she fumbled that one. She watched you instead of watching the board. And she got herself an 8. <laughs> and the last one is a 12 plus 2 for 14. Okay, she won that one with a 15. So, yeah, you won 2 out of 3. Hey, nice. So, she yeah she gets her last one in, which, which beats you on that round. But then she kicks the dirt on the tent, and she just looks in and goes... Hi, you've, you've done the impossible. What's your name? Name's Cassius. It's lovely to meet you. Oh, Cassius, I'm Sherry. And up until a moment ago, I was the champion. You've earned your prize. You have earned your prize. I hope you're having a good festival of, of the lake. Uh, it's a lovely time being here. Who wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy all this merriment? Yeah, it was it was a, the merriest of all days for me up until just now. But I can part with a few gold, and then she sort of clicks her fingers for a little halfling, a, like child assistant, to to run out with a, a small pouch. And she uh, the the halfling gives it to the goblin Sherry, and then she gently tosses it to you. And when you catch it, you feel it. There's at least like ten gold in there. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Although, I mean. While I did win, I'm sure you might want to double your money. Aha, we've got a gambling man here. (laughs) And then, yeah, she looks at the line out the tent, which is still really long. And so she knows that she has to get on with it. But she's like, between you and me, this is this is actually the most exciting thing that's happened to me today. So double or nothing. Great. 
Um, what were the gold one, the gold darts um, represented? Because I'm assuming oh, just, like they're all tiers. Uh, no, it's just three different colors to choose from. Just you just choose your preference. Okay. So I'm gonna pick up the gold one first, and <laughs> I got twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this dice so much. Yes. <laughs> this D20 is so great. I, I love that. Yeah, so yeah, you, you get s- like straight on Boost. the bullseye. <laughs> and she just looks, uh, and hers is like near the bullseye, but not quite. And then she's like, hmm. <laughs> she makes this very angry little growl, like maybe she made a mistake challenging you again. <laughs> Call it beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, she's got a 24, though. That There's no way. Even if I were to nat that, I cannot beat that. Just a 9 plus 2 for 11. Okay, cool. That is a 17 plus 2 for 19. Wow. Again, you win 2 out of 3. She grabs the remaining darts on her side of the room and just like does an angry sweep on them. <laughs> and they, they like land on there and she's like, this is bullshit. It's <laughs> like, you're doing some kind of spell or magic here. I can tell. The only spell is my handsome face. <laughs> <laughs> make, uh, make a charisma check or, um, yeah, I suppose charisma. All right. Uh, 15 plus four for 19. Oh. Yeah, the anger in her face immediately softens and she gives a light chuckle and she's like ah, okay alright you win again and she clicks her fingers and the halfling brings out two more bags of gold yeah. and she tosses them to you so you now have three bags of gold and she says now I've got a lot of suckers to get through today so as much as I've enjoyed your company I'm going to have to bid you adieu of course until next time. You look inside one of the bags, it's her card. <laughs> to her hotel key. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not above it. <laughs> um, Waffles, what um, what do you think Conrad is, is doing getting about? And uh, is he partaking in, in the activities uh, with or without his husbands? I, I think all three of them are there enjoying the festivities together. Yeah, I, I think just he's not very boastful or braggadocious or anything, so he's he's probably not going to participate in any of the uh, events or anything. He's more he prefers to be behind the scenes and, instead of actually sort of in front of crowds. He's a bit shy, so he's probably more you know chatting with people that he knows, asking them how stuff is moving things, delivering stuff if need be, just generally helping to maintain the festivities and keep them running smoothly, sort of putting out metaphorical and sometimes literal fires, you know, wherever he finds them. Cool. Okay, so the, yeah, the festival is in full swing. It's been going for hours now. Uh, And then suddenly there is just an absolute chaotic cacophony of screaming and running people fleeing in the direction away from the lake itself just the city streets suddenly people have just 
stampeding and, and, and trampling over each other and just it is absolute bedlam as a gigantic creature with a huge spiked shell on its back crawls up out of the lake and it immediately emits just this huge blast of steam from its mouth and instantly killing hundreds of people who are on the shore at the time and it starts making gigantic clomping steps towards the city proper what do you do how big is this thing it's probably maybe 50 feet by 50 feet it's fully gargantuan jeez so rune knights which conrad is uh have an ability to become gigantic as a bonus action and so upon seeing this thing (laughs) So he starts rubbing himself. Come on, get gigantic. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go from being a dwarf, which is what he usually is, uh, to being a giant dwarf. And he's he's going to run at this thing and try to sort of climb up on its back. Okay, so it sounds like we'd have to roll some initiative for that. Um, Norman, what do you think Cassius is doing as this huge dra- well, dragon turtle, but you won't. No one will know what that is. Um, mm. Has just interrupted the festivities. So I think with seeing one the dragon turtle, and would you say that um, I would be close for all those different fatalities, or it's still like a distance away? Um, yeah, I'd say you, you're close enough to see like it emerge from the water and kill a whole bunch of people with its breath but you're not close enough to have been affected okay i think definitely castles would have been like trying to herd people away from the from that giant dragon turtle and maybe like find like the local guards to come in and be like hey there's some giant weird turtle looking thing that came out the water and just killed a bunch of people go do your job and murder this thing or find people that are you know are able to while i try to get as much people as i can unless you guys are going to be able to gather as much people to safety and i'll go check it out um roll me a d4 norman three uh yeah you managed to convinced just in the heat of the moment three guards to run in the direction of the the dragon turtle okay so like you yeah you you speak to a whole lot of them who are ushering people out and and helping people who've been trampled and things like that and three go we've got a duty to the crown and then they like run in the direction of the turtle with their spears i think after that we would have seen conrad just haymakering this this giant dragon turtle <laughs> yeah cool so um yeah i'll roll up and we'll roll some initiative uh, and i think the first thing that's going to happen is probably conrad and um conrad clocking the dragon turtle yep. and i'll add in Ooh. three guards as well it's a 16 for initiative uh 15 for my initiative sweet um then one of the guards whose name is we'll name him dave <laughs> dave yeah 
and then Dragon Turtle, and then the other two guards who are named uh, George, <laughs> Dave, George, and Jerry. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, Conrad, make it happen. So he's got he fights with a hammer and sickle, and so do he, they get gigantic with they you? They do. Yes, everything on him gets gigantic. I like how communist he is, by the way. What? No. <laughs> Multiple husbands. They're named Carl and Marx. <laughs> All coincidences, I swear. <laughs> yes, he's just going to run up to this thing and take a swing at it with his uh, hammer. Uh, and that's okay. a 21 to hit. Nice. Well, that's a hit. Yep. Cool. That does eight damage. It's something. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like the image of, like, this huge unknown thing appears people die people scream people run and then this person this dwarf just gets really big out of nowhere like ant-man just going giant out of the crowd and just hammer and sickle just bam bam and uh hits it with like so quick before anyone's had a chance to do anything else and now it's cassius okay great is there anything metal related onto him onto the onto the dragon turtle uh, no, it looks like it's entirely organic, including its shell, which is just, yeah, it's just a normal, but very large and very pointy shell. Okay, so what I'm going to do, because as a tiefling, I get this sweet, sweet perk, I'm going to pop out my wings, my bat-like wings, and I'm going to fly up to the side of his face. You can fly? That's awesome. Yeah, okay, so variant tieflings, they get the perk of a forked tongue, a tail, or wings. So I got, I chose wings. That is so cool. Yeah. And what I want to do is, I guess, kind of get to its ear canals in particular. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And with a gold coin, I'm going to flick it inside its ear. And then I'm going to proceed to cast Heat Metal. Nice. Right in its ear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that there's a whole lot of action going on there. Um, mm-hmm. First, what I'll do is get you to... Oh, you can, I'll, I'll get you to have, make a choice here, Norman. You can either roll acrobatics to get into... Like, fly into a good position to do this. Or I'll just allow you to fly near it and you do a sleight of hand while you're, while you're near its ear canal sleight of hand okay yeah and we'll, we'll make it a difficulty 15 to get that coin where you want it is it one of the coins you just won yeah it is <laughs> okay cool um i rolled a 15 plus 4 for 19 Ooh. nice yeah you fly into a pretty decent spot and just does cassius believe in any of the gods seeing as he does have fiend slash demon ancestry he, he does understand the concept of divine worship. So in, in terms, yes, he, he, do, he does believe in gods. Oh, yeah. So he might have a bit of a moment. Just may whoever's out there bless this coin flip or whatever and just flick. And it sails through the air and goes straight into the air canal of this dragon turtle. So the object is going to go red hot, right? Yep. Any creature in physical contact with it um, takes 2d8 fire damage uh, until the spell ends. 
um, you can use a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns to cause damage again. And if a creature is holding or wearing the object that takes the damage from it, the creature has to succeed on a saving on a con saving throw or drop the item if it can. If it doesn't drop the um, object, it has disadvantage on the attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Ooh, okay. So yeah, it's go- it's not going to be able to drop it. Like it's wedged in its air canal, and this creature doesn't have uh. hands. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. not going anywhere. Yeah, so just every turn it's going to take 2d8 fire damage unless you lose concentration. Yeah. Uh, 10 fire damage. Cool. Yeah, and just steam starts coming up out of that air. So, like, you know it worked. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so that was my movement, my action. Yeah, I'm going to give Conrad um, Bardic Inspiration you just see this person fighting with you like yeah. it's me it's these three like no doubt useless guards and it's this <laughs> giant dwarf oh make this i'm make the best of this situation do you sing him a little something no i'm, I'm trying to think of like what would be like a good battle song and then i Is remember that my fight song? <laughs> oh god no <laughs> uh, and then what came to mind is like with the whole communism i'm like I am a real communist. <laughs> Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real communist. <laughs> Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. So basically, I'm taking Hulk Hogan's team. But nice. like real American, you got real communists. Nice. And there you go. And now you have a D6. Oh, yeah. It's D6. Spartac inspiration. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Dave one of the guards he's just gonna poke at this thing's leg with its with his spear and he just grates off the side of just a really crappy lunge that doesn't um, take effect now it's the turtle's turn and uh yeah it does lots of stuff <laughs> oh god yeah uh first thing it's gonna do is it's going to bite at conrad who's the biggest target yep uh that is a 23 to hit that, that'll do it 19 piercing oh no way, it does have disadvantage on attack rolls. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. That's right. And it's just gonna have disadvantage because there's no way it's getting rid of this coin. Mm-hmm. Uh or an unnatural 20 to hit. That'll that'll still do it. Yeah. So yeah, 19 piercing. And with one of its claws, it's going to swipe at um uh, one of its clawed fins, it's gonna swipe at Dave, that guard. Uh, upon seeing him attack. Uh, yep. One of my ruins lets me redirect an attack towards another creature. Um, so instead of attacking the guards, he's can he, can he attack one of the fish in the lake instead? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to get you to roll uh, animal handling. Just to just let's just see if there is a fish near enough, because that's kind of a small target. <laughs> it's not really gonna. You rolled in that one? Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'll let you choose what happens right here. You either just didn't do this redirect thing, or you redirected the attack to yourself. Yeah, I'll redirect to myself. Okay. So disadvantage, that is a 13 with a claw. Okay, and then it's other claw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
for Dave, and that's a 14, which does... Oh, no, does not hit Dave either. So this just huge claw, huge turtle fin claw thing just sweeps, and Dave manages to step back with his spear and just go like, Oh, fuck! It's too close for comfort. And I'm just going to see if it recharges its steam breath. It does not. And now we've got George, who's going to try and hit it with his spear and just completely fall on his face in the muddy lake shore. And Jerry hits it. Hits one hey. of its feet with, with his spear. Go, Jerry. He's going two-handed. And he, that's a perfect roll. He does nine damage. Just wedges his spear deep into just a weak spot on its shin shin ankle <laughs> flipper why not one of its front flippers just like like he's trying to pin it to the to the sand and we're back around to conrad at the top nice uh he's gonna hammer and sickle this bastard cool don't forget your bardic inspiration if you need it yep uh but i got a 24 on the hammer and it's a 14 on the sickle but we'll add the inspiration uh so that's a 17 on the sickle Okay, yeah, the, yeah, that's a miss. Alright. The hammer's a hit. Yep. Another 8 damage. Sweet. <laughs> I like that this giant dwarf did less damage than the guard with his spear. Yeah. I imagine him sort of just like whacking his shell and sort of making him ring like a giant turtle shell. Turtle bow. Oh, yeah. Yep. So you just hear this like... Blob, Okay, we're back around to Cassius, unless you wanted to do some movement, Conrad, or bonuses. No, I just sort of want to try to block him from the rest of the city and sort of be big and imposing in front of him, even though okay. he's like gigantic and I'm, oh, he's, you know, gargantuan and I'm only giant. Oh, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely like the only line of defense that the city has. Yeah, so Cassius, are you going to use a bonus action to heat metal again? Oh, yes. 12 fire damage Ooh. nice more steam just like keeps just billowing out of that ear yeah and as uh my action i'm gonna assume that i'm just like a little annoying fly can i join my coin and get in its ear <laughs> because <laughs> because my idea is um with conrad attacking it on the outside i would do some damage on the do some internal damage okay that yeah i like the way you think i was gonna say outside the box but it's more inside the turtle <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay great um, yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna allow you to do that you just you you just do that like you use your movement and some of your action to get up inside it and inside its ear canal um but for every turn that you end inside there, I'm going to get you to take a little bit of damage. Okay. Because you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so what I want to do is I'm going to pull out my rapier and I'm going to stab its ear canal. Okay. I'll give you advantage on this because you can't really miss. Okay. First one's a 17. Second one... Was it two? So yeah, I'm taking that 17 plus four for 21 to hit. Yep, you managed to get some fleshy bit of its ear canal. Okay. How close are you to your coin? Are you getting hot in here? Uh, no, 
Not, not yet. I'm, I'm not super close. Oh, sorry. I rolled max damage. Um, so that's an eight plus two for ten piercing damage. Oh. Nice. Okay. And because you are in the steamy hot air canal, mm-hmm. um, you're going to take seven fire damage. Uh, what's half of seven? Uh, that would three. round down to three. Okay. Because I have resistance to cold, fire, and poison damage. Yep. Uh, Dave, the guard, he he's emboldened from having dodged an attack. He charges in and tries to do what his friend Jerry did and try and pierce one of the flippers to the sand. But he just manages to miss it. He sort of, the flipper is moving about and it's like a trying to stab a knife between the fingers game on the table. And he's like, oh, he keeps getting between. <laughs> like everywhere there's not flipper. He's like, oh, damn it. And it's the turtle's turn and it's going to, yeah, again, try and bite the big target with disadvantage. Uh, which ends up being a nat one so that's yeah it just does a, it does a really big obvious slow biting motion that you can just easily step aside like nice. it's no competition whatsoever um, and with one flipper it's gonna swipe at Dave and easily get him I'm not even no. gonna roll damage Dave's dead there's <laughs> oh, no point in rolling God. damage not dead why did you make us name it hurts and then with his other claw he's going to get jerry the one that successfully stabbed him in the first round plus uh, yep and that's another hit no no point rolling damage jerry's dead too no they ran the after school activities program (laughs) and it does not recharge its steam breath thank god Um, for that all that's left is George, who's just like quivering in his boots. He just watched he, his friends get swiped oblivion. He's a youth pastor on the side. How at, dare you? At the end of his turn, can I use my reaction to try and force this thing into a stupor? And when a creature ends its turn within 30 feet of me, which yep. he just did, um, can he make a, a DC 13 wisdom saving throw? Okay. Hoping this thing isn't very wise. Uh, it's got a plus one to yeah, plus one to wisdom. That's an eighteen, my friend. Ah, pew, 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 pew. Uh, damn it. <laughs> um. Okay. And now, yeah, the only guard left, seeing his his comrades get um just decimated by flippers, and he's going to try and throw his spear upward near the mouth area. Because his plan is to make this one attack and then just run. <laughs> yeah. I respect I him. And he hits. Nice. Just sends it soaring up. And it is... Oh, uh, max damage too. He does a seven. Seven piercing in the bottom of its jaw area. And then he just goes like... Ah! And just leaves. Get out of it. You did your best. Go save people. This thing is nowhere near the match it should have been for you so far. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's because Cash has got these three guards involved. Like, the action economy was split in your favor. Uh, we're back around to Conrad at the top. Nice. There's no guards, it's just the two of you. A 19 and a 22 to hit. Uh, the 22 hits. 22 hits, cool. That's the sickle? Yep. Uh, and there'll be another 5 damage. Okay. Cool. Just a big swipe on like its general facial area. Yeah, well, I sort of want to sort of swipe up and sort of try to get it right under the jaw. Okay. Yeah, you would have done more damage, but you actually 
hit that spear. Yeah. That... <laughs> if anything, it impacted in more. That's what you ended up doing. So the spear just went deeper into the dragon turtle's like yeah. jaw. It's a combined attack. That's why the spear did so much damage, is because you actually hit it in. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm gonna action surge and attack him again. That's uh, another 19. And a 23. Yeah, the 23 hits. Sure. Sickle again. Yep. Getting, See if you can hit that spear again. Getting sickle of all this uh, annoying... <laughs> uh, uh, uh. No, this is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, come uh, on, this is like one of our first puns. Yes. Uh, that's another 7 damage. Nice. Uh, yep, yeah, and yeah, Cassius, you're inside the air canal uh, at the end of your turn you're going to take some fire damage if you're yeah. still there and so are you going to use your bonus action to oh of course heat metal okay yeah so okay so that is a total of six okay that's a one um that's seven fire uh, yes yeah, on fire damage okay. uh i'm going to stab it keep stabbing in its ear that's my okay. rapier. Yep, you got advantage. Oh, thank God. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was a legit 10. <laughs> okay. Here's one. And here's two. Okay, cool. The first one was a seven. The second one was a three. Okay, so, so 10. 10 plus 2 piercing damage, so 10. My, so I use my bonus action, my action. I'm going to actually now use my movement to get out of his ear for once, for a moment. Yep, so yeah, there, uh, there's a buildup of steam, and you combine with your wings and the steam, you sort of shoot out of its ear like a geyser. Well, like, it, it popped a pimple, and you're what came out. Yeah, <laughs> Gross. And uh, yeah, ooh, ooh, it's a bit hot. Um, and it is the yeah the turtle's turn, and it's of course going to try and bite at Mr. Conrad. Disadvantage. Oh, that's a nat twenty and an eighteen. Uh, eighteen will hurt. Uh, that's a sixteen piercing on the bite. Ouch. And now that the little pest has got out of its ears, it's going to try and attack twice with its flipper claws disadvantage a 21 yeah that hits and a 19 oh yeah that's gonna hit i'm a okay. squishy bard yeah that's <laughs> that's one. yeah so that's two hits the first one is 11 slashing Ooh. and another 11 so oh two boy. hits 11 each oh i am not doing so well um and you will also need to roll a concentration check to keep your oh we didn't get you to do that with the fire damage you took but that, there was only three so that's fine but this time yeah 22 okay. so, so you, you need to get an 11 okay con, con save okay cool um i got a 19 plus three okay yeah you maintain your heat metal that's good because mm -hmm. that yeah it having disadvantage is kind of how like you've done so well so far <laughs> yeah but yeah do you think that getting it battered around fried with these two claws is enough to knock you out of the sky uh or you're a competent flyer 
I'm, I'm a competent flyer. I've, I've been flying for such a long time that I can, I can take the hits and readjust myself for sure. Uh, but I still need to pretty much like maintain like not, more or less eye level um, with it, so I can still see the coin in its ear. So, so long as I see the coin, I can, I can maintain this concentration, and I'm gonna keep burning its ear. Yeah, that fire damage you're doing in its ear is steadily bringing it down, which is really mm-hmm. good. Would it want to just get away from you now to destroy the town? No, I think it's going to stay close to the lake. Um, that's where it came from. You can ascertain it's probably where it lives. Mm. Or where where a creature like this would want to live. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's not going anywhere for now. And it is back around to the top and Conrad. Speaking of fire damage, where was this lich pepper? Uh, it was in a in a tent and actually hang on I just need to yep it recharges its steam breath so just God prepare for that it. next <laughs> how metagame <laughs> could I see where this tent is uh, make a quick investigation check mm. just to see if from where you are if it's obvious or not oh it's a seven no you have a quick look around but you're just far too pre like you don't want to take your eyes off this thing so you can't look properly and because you didn't partake in the festivities earlier (laughs) yeah yeah um i'm just gonna wallop this thing again Uh, so that is a 23 oh and a 22 yep two hits nice uh so that's 10 damage (laughs) okay I don't know, it just, it's just, it's weird that you're gigantic and your hits are like little mosquitoes. I, I know, I meant to be, it's the thing, like I meant to be adding a d6 to the damage, but also like hammer and sickle are only 1d4 each. Ah, okay. Yeah, but, so I'm, I sort of cursed myself with being thematic. He could have been a much more efficient fighter, but god damn it, he just loves utilitarianism. Yeah. He is of the people long live the galatarians the only power he cares about is political power (laughs) (laughs) do you do any um bonuses or movement could i try to back up and sort of while i'm backing up indicate that everybody clear the area everybody has so there's no from the two of the two of you there's no onlookers no one wants to be a part of this you can you can you can sort of see people out the corner of your eye you know 50 60 100 feet away like looking past buildings and and hiding behind things but no one's in the immediate vicinity no that's right then um no i'll just continue right and close with this thing <laughs> you could turn and run like it, it, it moves slowly actually yeah uh, i might actually do that is there a high vantage point that i can get to uh with the size you are you could probably quite easily get on top of a building yeah i'm gonna do that um, yeah, these things are quite slow, so what I'm going to do is an attack of opportunity, but with it, it already has adva- uh, disadvantage. I'm going to give it double disadvantage, just the fact that it is a slow creature. Yeah. You could probably get away from it quite easily. Okay, so the lowest there is a 13. Which will miss. Yeah, so it just swipes a claw as you turn tail and head for a building you can get on top of. Mm-hmm. Just like a like a dwarf King Kong. <laughs> um, yeah, and Cassius, you you're flying around its ear canal, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and your giant dwarf 
companion has just uh, bailed to a nearby building. Okay. Uh, kind of didn't expect this turn of events, but um, I'm going to concentrate on the heat metal that I have. Max damage of a total of 16 fire damage. And now I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself at second level. Nice. 2d8 plus 4, so... Okay, that's a 6 plus 3, so 9. 13? Yeah, 13. I heal 4. It's good that you've now the two of you have split apart because it's got its steam breath back and now it can't get both of you at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get right near its ear again, but I'm, I won't be getting inside. Like, pretty much I'm going to be, like, in the back ear, like, sort of like cartilage. The, the cartilage area is what I'll be. So you can't really be a target because you're on its person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so in that case, it doesn't know that you're there anymore. Like, it can't see you. And its only target is still the giant dwarf, but who's perched on a building nearby. So it can only move 15 feet in a turn. So it moves as close to that building as it can. And it blasts a, uh, a cone of steamy breath, which is still quite far away from the, uh, the building, though. So what I'm going to get Waffles to do is roll a con save with advantage because you are on the very outskirts of the steam breath nice like it's reaching for you oh there's a 22 okay cool so yeah you only take half the damage which is a lot of damage though frame might be down so yeah yeah so that's a that's 31 total so if, if we half that to 15 you take 15 uh, fire damage only on nine okay so yeah this the steam just manages to catch you where you are and yeah it singes your beard and your skin and it's enough to send you to the ground and that's its turn and we're back around to you conrad so make a death save okay uh so there's a fail okay and Cassius, you're camping behind this thing's air. You just pretty blasted much. steam at a building, and you've seen your giant dwarf fall down. Mm. That's. Because <clears throat> now I'm in a semi moral dilemma. Do I, do I go over and help? You know, maybe do it, uh, a medicine check in hopes to stabilize him? Or do I keep trying to kill this thing that pretty much ruined all of our good time? Or do nothing. Do I just leave? Mm. <laughs> skip town? Right? Because I can <laughs> honestly just leave. Uh, mm. What if I use um Cure Wounds to heal him? Would that bypass him doing death saving throws? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would bring him back and give him some hit points as well. So if that's what you do, then that would be your whole turn to fly over to him and give him cure wounds. Yeah, because yeah, that's your choice. Touch. Yeah, because I have to touch him. Yeah. Um, and how how far away would you say you are? Uh, well, that cone of steam attack was a twenty foot. So you're probably yeah you are twenty ish feet 
but considering mm. the fact that you're back on this thing's ear, maybe you're like 25 to 30 feet. All right, new ant, new new workaround. <laughs> um, as my actual action, I'm going to cast Healing Word mm-hmm. at first level. So it's cool. a D4 plus four and okay, great. I maxed out. So you're going to get eight points of healing. Nice, that's enough. What's your and word? Live. It's <laughs> the best one I've ever heard. Like everyone always says something really stupid, like teapot. <laughs> and luckily, because that's my actual action, my bonus action is still concentrating on heat metal. Nice. All right, seven plus six. And essentially, hey Norman. yeah. Can you describe to me the way that this hot coin in its ear <laughs> kills the young dragon turtle? <laughs> okay, so it so this coin has gotten so hot over the course oh. of me concentrating on it. It pretty much seeped it through its ear and pretty much made it all the way out to other side. Oh. Pretty much Anything in it, it's melted. And that's what happens. I like the idea of if this were a Marvel movie or like an action movie that has like a little bit of little bit of sort of comic sensibilities about it, is that there would be a little shot of the coin burning through like because it falls downwards obviously, like through the air canal and then sort of out of its throat and and then dropping and just so the battle's over and there's like the city is destroyed and then there's little coin going clink 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 on the ground (laughs) as this huge body then falls on top of it (laughs) oh yeah and yeah steam is just emanating from this thing as if it is like a smoldering fire that's just been put out oh boy that was scary and you weren't supposed to win this fight. Like you, <laughs> it was the guards, and it was the air, oh, like the air canal, and it was the growing giant. Jeez. Yes. And oh, there is just this. There's a few moments of tense silence, and like the only sound is like the lapping of the waves of the lake, and this the sort of um, the the steam and smoke sizzling off of this giant turtle creature. And then after a few seconds, there's just this explosion of applause as people emerge from buildings and behind tables and tents. And you see Sherry, the dart throwing goblin, like she gives like a respectful nod in your direction. Um, and uh, Conrad, your, your two husbands sort of emerge from a, a pile of people and they are like um, just giving you a big like clap as well and nice. nodding in your direction. And yep. you two have just become heroes and people are wondering how you got up on a building Um, (laughs) and of course the obvious question of what the hell is this thing yeah so definitely for sure um i think cassius would have like wanted to gather um some of the more intelligent scholar some of the more scholar scholarly folks that are there in hopes that we can like study and go over it. Also, I kind of want to be a little bit petty. I'm going to burn through my last spell slot of locate object so I can get that coin back. Oh. <laughs> I, want my, I want my gold back. I love it. I love it. I, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm glad you did that 
because if you hadn't, there would have been a shot of just Conrad <laughs> approaching this thing, you know, dropping the hammer and sickle, and looking down at this coin and thinking, maybe capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's no coin, so you're gonna, there. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna switch over from. Well, no, you've got the coin. You're the capitalist, yeah. so that's. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, yeah, so you do locate object and that that coin is firmly underneath the heavy body of this creature. It's not like a boulder. Um, there are nooks and crannies that if someone skilled wanted to get under the creature, they could. Could somebody giant move the creature? Lift it, yeah. Lift the creature okay, out of the um, way? If Cassius wants his friend Conrad to, to try that, and then it's going to take an athletics check. Okay. Remember, you... You should still have a Bardic Inspiration unless you used it already. Uh, he used that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you another one. Nice. I'll give you another Bardic Inspiration. I am really good at athletics, though, so that was like a 21 even without it. Yeah, nice. okay. You aren't able to lift it fully. Like, it is much, much bigger than you, no, but you are able to lift it, it enough the way. So, yeah. that yeah, Cassius can just, like, swoop in, grab his coin, and swoop out. Yeah, yep. just see me like roll it in my hands, like in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> you just see it like just roll over. It's great, and then it just disappears. Yeah. I'm off to the tavern. <laughs> yeah, I'm off to throw some darts. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you two have become the heroes of Lakeside. Like this is all people are going to be talking about for a long time to come. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, and yeah, when when Cassius uh, either you know in the immediate aftermath or or in the days to come when he talks with various scholars and, and historians and things, and they go over how there's there's an old myth in the town that people used to spread a lot and used to be like a bedtime thing you'd say to kids and, and things like that. That they they say that the lake has a, a bottomless pit, like a, an abyss at its deepest point. Um, that has no end and and of course that gets people talking of like oh maybe that's where this thing came from and they, maybe there is an abyss and maybe we should start investigating and doing the science and, and and trying to research what's actually in our lake and things like that are we going to build a jaeger and turn this into a pacific rim situation if we're not we've failed <laughs> if, if, i mean if it's not that then we're gonna be like steven spielberg and we're gonna go down that mariana's trench oh yeah some shape or form this is the meg this is yeah. how the mix. <laughs> but um, yeah, that is that is the end of of the one shot that I have called the destruction of Lakeside, which wasn't as destroyed as it should have been. <laughs> and I'm glad you guys did a really good job. That was fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, Brad, yeah. not dying in your one shot. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Oh god, that's so great! <laughs> Before I stop the recording, um, I didn't actually introduce who was playing. So um, I've got a voice that's been heard on this podcast many, many times in a few different roles. Is Waffles, who is here, and also joined by uh, a longtime um, friend of the podcast, uh, Norman Lambert. Hi, it's been me. It's your boy. <laughs> Just killing dragon turtles with coins. Oh, yeah. Your one favorite bard who can't actually even sing. Norman. 
can he do poetry or something? <laughs> That's about as best as he'll do. It's like he'll probably like spot out some poetry because I actually have started getting into poetry lately, and I brought like a couple of books here and there. But uh, yeah, that's probably what he would have read or said during like his brother's exploration than the cover of Real American by Hulk Hogan. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, we have to keep that in though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so great. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, on paper, that dragon turtle should have wiped the floor with those two. Like, no competition. Ah, well, that's what creative play and lucky dice rolls gets you. Hooray! A huge thank you to Waffles and Norman for joining me and helping to add some flavour and action to the town of Lakeside in the Kingdom of Skerrick. I hope we see more Lakeside action in the future. And also thanks to our amazing supporters over on Patreon. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blasis, Sajah Hodkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kai Deal, Avriana Kavalsic, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gabba Porter, Daniel Nichols, The Bachelor, Katarina Von Palimpsek, Squish the Guy Who Doesn't Talk on an Audio Podcast, Alexandra Lickkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman, Kiva Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damien LeBreton, Andrew M. Sharongas from Twizel, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, Ezekiel Tararella, The Gamatron, Kristen H. Dusty from Gamers Day, ADHD, Player One, Disturbed One, NZ, and our two newest patrons, Linden Hood and Tom Ailey! Ah, okay. If you didn't catch those last ones, our two newest patrons, Lyndon Hood and Tom Ailey. Thank you all so much for joining us and helping us make this show. We will see you again soon for another bonus episode and more Sweet Ison one-shot action. Thanks for listening, everyone. Smiley face.